Everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC. You're listening to Align Your Health, the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. We're just glad to have you today and uh, excited to join you guys at our new time again. And uh, it's been going well this year. We've just been really enjoying this time slot. Oh my gosh, I love it. Sunday afternoons, there is nothing like it. And I'm really excited about today too, because this is, you know, last week we did... We talked about um, all the questions that we have that you wanted to ask your chiropractor. You know, it's like we, we kind of handpicked the four or five most frequent questions that we get in the chiropractic office outside of, you know, our spinal adjustments. And we really dove deep and went over those and had some awesome feedback on that episode. And, and those were literal questions that we um, that patients ask us, like when I'm not getting adjusted, when I'm at home, what do I need to be thinking about? What do I need to be worried about when it comes to my, um, you know, my posture or how I sleep or what pillow do I use, et cetera? Right. So if you didn't get that and you want to go back and hear some of the answers to those questions, go back on the podcast on Align Your Health uh, on the um, podcast app on mm-hmm. iTunes. And then you can also pick that up at drryanlive.com. If at any point in the show today, because we're going to talk about some some cool stuff today, but if yes. at any point in time you want to come in and get checked in our office, we every week we leave. Um, in fact, I just met with a lady today. She came in as a result of the radio show, and she called in because we keep five appointment slots open every single week. And they're specifically for you guys. So um, if you've been wanting to see a chiropractor or something that we mention really gets you interested, then we uh, really encourage you to give us a call at 513-777-7575 because we have five appointment slots open every week for you guys. So let's get to this. So last week was talking about kind of the things that you do during your day that that can create problems in your health and in your posture and in your spine. But today we want to talk about we work with a lot of companies and we do a lot of corporate wellness. So we want to talk about what is it that we see and how do we – do things to help companies and help individuals when it comes to their health and how do they avoid ruining their health as they're working. Like I want everyone that's listening right now, I want you guys to really think about your job. Think about the repetition. Think about the positions you're in. Think about, you know, so I could give off, I think we started last or ended last week giving off a couple of those professions. The worst spines I ever see. Yes. Yep. Dentists. Dental hygienists, right? Nail technicians, people who do nails, um, hairstylists, terrible spines usually. Uh, people who, uh, so I have a, a bench jeweler, somebody who works at a bench, right? Uh, how about this one? I have a patient who is a lab tech that looks into a microscope all day long. Oh my gosh! So these are all positions and postures, but even at your own job, you know, if you're like. or more of Americans, you're sitting in front of a computer Mm -hmm. and you have your head kind of forward into the computer, shoulders rounded, hand on the mouse, right hand always, never left, both hands on the keyboard, maybe typing away. And so we all get this kind of slumped, rounded posture that can start to develop. Um, And 
in time, think about everyone that you ever seen in a nursing home. What does their posture look like? I know it's bad. It's a lot of slumped over. And then you also see that um, that hump sometimes that people will develop on their back when they're older. Yeah, you never want a um, hump. No. Unless no, you're a whale. You don't, yep, nope. you don't want a hump. That's right. called a dowager's hump. And what it is, is it's a sign that you're developing uh, a, a posture called kyphosis. You ready for this one? Kyphosis. This was in um, the Journal of the American Geriatric Society. They did a study on kyphotic postures, hyperkyphotic postures. So that bump or that rounded backed posture where people start developing their head out in front of their body and their you know, rounded back. I think of Gru from uh, the Minions, right? Yeah, yeah. He had the kyphotic posture. Or the humpback of Notre Dame, maybe. The, hu- the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, or hum- humpback, hunchback. Hunchback, hunchback you're right. <laughs> but... Uh, Right. That kyphotic posture, what most people don't know, in elderly populations, they did a study and they saw people who had kyphotic postures versus people who didn't. And they did a study on a survey on longevity and how long people lived who had kyphotic postures and how long people lived who had healthier postures. Right. And the people with the kyphotic postures, which are caused by an increased thoracic uh, uh, curve or a loss of cervical curve, they on average, you ready for this, they lived 15 years less. Wow. That's a lot of time. So as a chiropractor, one of the things that we can literally reverse are kyphotic postures in, in most populations. Right. You know, if somebody's had it for 30 years, it might be a little difficult to get it changed entirely, but we can stop the process of it continuing to get worse because they keep getting worse and worse and worse. But in most people, especially when you start seeing it show up in kids or adults, you're, you're being behind a desk for the last 20 years and you're like, oh my gosh, that's my posture. That can be reversed. So what that literally means is if a kyphotic posture can take 15 years off your life, then correcting a kyphotic posture literally is adding years back to your life. But more importantly, why would someone die 15 years earlier? Well, go back to one of our earlier podcasts on the nervous system and on the protection that the spine provides, that if your, if your posture is breaking down, then your nervous system's under distress. If your nervous system's being damaged or interfered with, it's under distress, what that means is the nerve signals aren't healthy. What's going to happen happen to your organs? Are you going to build more health or more disease? Oh, absolutely more disease. So if you're building more disease rather than more health every day, you're going to live less long because why? What's happening to your organs? They're literally shutting down. Right, right. So it's not just taking years off your life. It's literally at the same time also taking life off your years. So those last 15, you know, those, you, you die 15 years earlier, but how about the 15 before that where you're more diseased going into dying yes. because of that? So it's not really just that 15 years. It's how much we suffer before that. Yes. How many yes. of you guys, how many of you guys out there, you know, listening right now thought, have ever heard that poor posture literally is going to rob you of years off your life and of health in the years that you do have. Nobody talks about that, but there's study after study after study that shows that there's similar studies that say scoliosis, 14 years. So, you know, almost identical information that was out of spine, which is a, a orthopedic uh, spine, you know, journal. It was uh, um, another medical journal. And then there's another one, this is crazy, but there was a study out of, it was published in the, um, uh, the, the study itself showed that people who, who have uh, degenerative issues in their spine and they have spinal degeneration that was independently linked to increased risk of all causes of mortality. 
And that was out of the, um, not the Journal of the American Geriatric Society, that was the previous one, but this was out of the Archives of Internal Medicine. Wow. And the Archives of Internal Medicine, meaning heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, et cetera, they said that when someone's spine degenerates, that their health deteriorates literally to the point where it causes increased mortality. And they said it was independent of anything else. So it didn't matter if you smoked, didn't matter how well you ate. Right. You know, and so today we just want to talk about when you're at work and you have a job that you know puts stress on your spine, what are the things that you need to be concerned about? Right. And so... This what? is definitely also like a little peek into the corporate wellness program that we have done with lots of different companies. Yeah. If you're listening and you're one of the decision makers in a company right. and you want to have us come and help you, we'll talk. Um, we do a five essentials approach to corporate wellness. We don't just do the um, the feel good stuff. And right. we definitely don't do the, hey, let's run a bunch of tests on your employees so we can steer them towards the right pharmaceuticals. Right, right. This type of corporate wellness that we do is is all about the bread and butter of how to get people actually healthy. Right. So coming up, we're going to talk about some of the stats of what, as an unhealthy employee with an unhealthy job, what's it going to cost you lifelong other than the years we talked about? But what is it costing the employers also Yes. that the employers could really benefit by correcting? that. So you're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin, and you're listening to myself and my wife, Ashley Berlin, on 55KRC, the talk station. This is Align Your Health. Today, we're talking about corporate wellness, and not just from you know the, the uh, side of an employer and what it benefits, but as an employee, what do you want to watch out for and what things can you be changing? Um, you know, today there's just so many employers and management teams that have come to recognize they want to keep you as an employee healthy and really inspire you, but they need um, they they need you to be healthy because the cost that you know companies Oof. go through for healthcare it's staggering. Yeah, and and so and then there's a second half of it is. They want to be in those, you know, fortunes list of the 100 best companies to work for or things like that. Um, but the reality is the the corporate wellness programs, the initial ones, yeah. what did they do? They reached out to doctors. Right. They would come in and they would do some basic testing. They would take your blood pressure. They'd take right. your weight. Um, they might do a blood sugar check on you, like a little finger prick and test your blood sugar. They might even do like some basic cholesterol testing. And then they give you this report back basically telling you either, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're fine or you need to go see your doctor and get on drugs. Right, right. And like that just doesn't sound like wellness. Like think about <laughs> no, this right now. No, it, 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 Right now, as a listener, do you want to be on more medication? Is that a life goal of yours? No, absolutely not. And so if it's not a life goal of yours then then we need to set up programs that are designed to actually get people healthy. To actually get people healthy. And you know what? It's interesting because within this, um, and we've talked about this before, when we look at the data from different companies that we have helped um, in terms of corporate wellness, we really have found a sweet spot with those mid-sized self-insured companies because those companies have have found that we literally like significantly impact their bottom line in terms of getting people healthy and costing them less for healthcare. And the reason that is, is because the best return in spending money and evaluating is giving people the tools they need, the tools they need to achieve well-being by making simple lifestyle changes, not just 
finding out if they have you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, but giving them the tools that have been shown to be effective in reducing those. You know, some of the workplace goals that we try to work for is reduce acute repetitive injuries, alleviate or minimize some of the symptoms of common pain conditions that people get, headaches, back pain, decrease um, disability. I mean, if we could help decrease disability for a company that's yes. huge when it comes to insurance. Absolutely Fitness. Huge. Um, fitness leads to lack of increase in errors and accidents. Yep. There's also research that shows that when people have uh, better fitness, that they're less depressed and they have better attitudes at work. So increasing their job satisfaction, disease prevention, nutrition and weight loss, reduction in chronic diseases, and really somebody's overall psychological and emotional health. So these are the, the big things. So we have a five essentials approach to corporate wellness. And what I mean by that is that we just don't want to to you know dilute down the dilute our health down to like one principle. So so right, many health right. experts will say things like it's all about nutrition. Right. Or right. you know I don't know. I just feel like nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, it's important to eat well, but if you ignore the other four ex- essentials that we teach, we know that it leads to like if you eat well but of don't acknowledge that there's toxicity out there that needs to be avoided, then you could be eating well, but developing bodily toxicity. Absolutely. If you're eating well, but you're not exercising, you're going to be more fatigued, more exhausted. You can still gain weight. Right. Because and we all know the health benefits of exercise overall. And so, you know, be, we talked about this a lot um, on, on one of our shows that was, you know, the one thing. Um, and you can go back and listen to that podcast, too, on iTunes, um, search Align Your Health, and you can look at the one thing episode. But the one thing that most people are missing is the thing that they're not doing, right? And so if you're the king of nutrition, then you need to, like, jump on that exercise bandwagon or jump on the, you know, toxicity bandwagon or whatever it is. But it's very, it's a, it's a well-flushed out idea here that there's five principles that we're really looking at into health and making sure that we're, we're working within all of those five things. Yeah, so the first essential we always teach people is about their mind. And this encompasses things like stress management, uh, working on being proactive and improving relationships, even at work, getting adequate amounts of sleep, working on all these areas to really help prevent negative attitudes and from be, being really positive when they show up to work. How but, huge is that? The key, yeah, right? But the, the key yeah. behind that is teaching people how to do that and give them tools to help reset that, or better yet, to help them uh, help acknowledge whether they actually have a problem in that department or not. Because right. have you have you ever worked with someone that you were like, oh my gosh, that person's a Debbie Downer, right. but you right. know that they are unaware of that themselves. <laughs> it's it's really hard to approach that person and say, you are a Debbie Downer. Can we, you know, and work is significant. I mean, you spend a significant portion of your life at work. And so, you know, to be, um, and you don't necessarily get to choose, you know, who you work with all the time. Um, maybe as an employer you do, you know, to a certain extent, but um, you don't always get to choose who you work with. And so to be able to, to have to, you know, be forced to be in an environment with someone who has a really negative mindset Attitude, or yeah. outlook, it's infectious. So we, we, we help companies with tools to to actually help ev- uh, evaluate that and create right. some self-actualization so they can 
you know, really nip that one in the butt. The second one is really all about their spine and nervous system. And so when you're sitting behind a desk every day, when you're in certain positions or think of the, even the person at the grocery store, like say you go to Kroger here, you know, locally and the person that's checking you out is constantly just turning one way, grabbing something, turning, grabbing something, turning, turning. And they're always turning that one direction and never really rotating their body back in the other direction because the register is right there on one side. Right. So, you know, going you know, in and we, teaching them. Right. And if you look, it's weird, but most of the stores, all of those face the exact same direction. They all face the exact So no matter if you go to a different register, it's the same repetitive motion. Right. You're going to be twisting the same way. And you know, it's funny because, and I know we, we went through the list. We went through the list of jobs and there's more jobs that we can go. And, you know, we've worked with, um, we've gone in and talked with uh, fire departments or and police departments. And, y- you know, you see a lot of those policemen with the belts. They have really heavy belts and they have lots of things that they carry on those belts that, you know, and The other thing I always hips. talk to policemen about is the computer that they're always using. And like when they were looking the up car. the license plate yep. numbers and looking yep. for warrants and arrests and stuff, right. that computer is off to one side of their car and they're constantly turned using that computer right. and right. shifted. And it's really interesting how that affects their own spinal mechanics and their health as a result. Right, right. And so, we, I mean, we have a tendency to do this. We, yeah, we're in the grocery store. We're watching them check us out. We're like, wow, your job is really repetitive in this one motion. Police officer, what, you know, we, we're kind of, we're going place to place to place. And, you know, you can kind of and when you understand out. the spine, you understand the mechanics of the spine, you right. understand the nerves and, and how the neurology works, you can look at someone's job and almost almost guess what type of health-related issues they're going to have because of what nerves are probably being damaged. Right. And so if you don't know what I'm talking about, your nervous system regulates everything in your body. And so when you have spinal problems, you can create stress and damage on nerves. Those nerves control certain organs. And if those nerves are being damaged over time from posture, repetitive stress, traumas, then the organs actually are getting less healthy and more dysfunctional every day that the pressure is on those nerves. So now you don't have a nerve problem. Now you literally have an organ problem. Yep. And you're going to have an organ. So like some people have lost their gallbladder and they have no explanation for why their gallbladder failed them when every other organ's working fine. Right. Or why did someone's appendix get infected when the rest of their body's not getting infected? Like, how did that happen? Subluxation answers that. Right. The third thing we always help with is the, the nutrition. How do you eat well at work? So one of my favorite groups to work with are nurses because they yeah. um, just, by default, they know what nutrition should look like. Right. But they always eat terrible because they have these long shifts and they have... You know, long shifts and and they don't have refrigerators everywhere for them to store stuff in. Nope. So it, the tricks about teach, how do we teach people how to eat right for their job right. and for their health? And so uh, the nutrition is such a huge thing that we teach in these corporate wellness programs. And then how do people stay fit? And we actually have, I have my corporate wellness book that we teach out of right in front of me. And our corporate wellness book that we have a challenge for people in their fitness, but then we also show them how to do certain things to get some movement in just during the day. One of our favorite little tools to use both for posture and fitness at your desk is a wobble cushion or a balance disc. So we call it a wobble cushion. You take a balance disc and you hyperinflate it, turn it almost into a ball. And you can sit on that and literally be rocking from side to side twisting back and forth, uh, bending forward and backward and getting good spinal motion at the same time, burning calories while you're on that phone call or while you're on that webinar or while you're maybe typing something out. Exactly. So teaching people how to, how to get movement in through the day, even at their desk. And the last thing is toxins, that these toxins, and this is actually an area where we help them in their households, but also companies acknowledging that- Yes. You may or may not realize this, but as a company, and you will be held liable for this one day right. be- because it's going to come out. Right. 
and you look at like the class action lawsuits of, of the days before, but we are in some cases literally poisoning our employees right. with good intent. So the air fresheners in the bathroom and certain things, and we're not saying that you have to get rid of that entirely, but there's some lateral moves because there are hormone disrupting chemicals right. that we sometimes subject employees to right. through cleaners, through all these antibacterial soaps with like triclosan in them, which yep. is an antibiotic, yep. or with, um, you know, like we said, the air fresheners and the things that have been shown to have like 20 to 40 different hormone disrupting chemicals. Sprays throughout buildings that are, you know, scented, scented buildings. Yeah. You walk into a hotel, you can definitely smell it. Yeah. Um, some the of them are sense. way worse than others. Right, right. And it's a really like, especially you go into some of these real trendy areas, go to Austin, Texas, go yep. to... Um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, go out to Portland, Oregon, go to some right. of these trendy areas, and they're huge on this, that they're working to make sure that the environments are clean and safe for their employees. So, you know, that's that's kind of the five essentials, and we're going to walk you through what a program like this would save both employees and employers, and then we're going to give you guys some of the some of the tips to be doing at work every single day. So make sure you don't go anywhere, because that's coming up on Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to 55KRC, the talk station. This is Align Your Health. And today we're talking about how do we stay well at work? Yes. How, how, do, we, how, do, we, how do we actually, how do we do be at work? Yep. Why, do, why would we have a paradigm that leads to people being miserable and having repetitive stress and traumas and being exposed to environments that are maybe toxic for both their mindset and their bodies when we could provide situations and tools and programs where we are educating our employees, but more importantly, creating safe, healthy work environments. So, you know, we went through and we did some numbers. We broke down, you know, national average, you know, and this is the average employee. There's an average salary of about $43,000, four sick days used a year, healthcare costs of about $10,500, workman's comp costs the employer about $500. Say the average business has, tw- you know, these are averages, now these aren't your big companies per se, but the average of everyone, has about 22 employees, a turnover of 18%. Their cost of turnover is about 50% and productivity is at about 72%. What if you could change all of those numbers? What that means is the total per business, their whole healthcare cost annually on the average company is well over hundreds of thousand dollars a year, almost 100 sick days a year. And this is on a smaller company, right? Right, right. You implement a corporate wellness program. We broke this down per employee and annual value. So this is a 22-person, 22-employee business. So let's look at these numbers. Ash, break some of these down for us. So the lower healthcare costs per employee went down by implementing the type of plan that we use? Yep, it went down by 12%. And so, you know, um, that annualized value on that on that average small business is about forty, almost 44000 a year, um, which is a significant you know, savings for this. We, we've seen reduction of sick days per employee by 20%. Um, and the interesting thing about that is that, you know, I don't think anybody on either end of the spectrum likes being sick as an employer or as an employee. I mean, nobody enjoys a sick day. And so I think the beautiful thing is to be able to, uh, to be able to have all of your employees using those sick days or time off days to go enjoy life. 
right? And not using those days because, you know, they're under the weather, they hit with the flu, they're, they're hit with whatever, you know, bug that's happening. But, but so to reduce those sick days, and then if you know you it's have... It's weird that we even calm sick days because it was like personal days, right? Like taking a personal day because something's going on, maybe a death in the family or maybe, maybe like having a healthy day. Right, like yeah. You need a reset so that your productivity is up the right. next day. A little bit of a mental health day. But instead, maybe, right? yeah. you know, like people use these because they're getting sick, because the environments are such that they're not creating wellness. So we're losing people for days because they're being sick and they come back and their productivity is actually down, not up. So right. when you implement a wellness program, improve productivity by minimum 20% on average, yep. the annual value of that for a 22-person company is almost $40,000. Yeah, improve productivity. I mean, it's really amazing. It's it's real. I mean, like what being well does for you is amazing. I mean, your your productivity is through the roof. Um, we've also seen, you know, like this is this is a little bit more on the employer side of a stat, but lower work and compensation costs. Um, we've seen that go down by thirty percent, and we've seen a reduction in turnover. Um, yeah, and so employee think- turnover when employees are happier when right. when you're helping them be and stay well when they feel like you're acknowledging their environment and helping by creating a safer and better environment, they quit you less. They'll stick around maybe even for slightly less money because they trust you as an employer. And the average we see per employee turnover is 30% reduction in turnover. That, that's an average value per employee of about $19,000 a year. And the crazy thing is on a 22-person company, the average return on investment for a corporate wellness program is well over $100,000 per employee when you add up all of those things. It's pretty crazy. It's really amazing. And, you know, to have a company um, as like, you know, as someone, I have been an employee and I've been an employer before. Right. And I've worked at companies, um, you know, that that uh, have offered, you know, different little things. Um, you know, when I was young, I worked at a PR firm that, um, uh you know, try, still ha, right, I, I, I'm still young, right? But you know, like you had ping pongs and ping pong table in the lobby, and you know, we had this up in Detroit. We had this big, very open office, you know, and they try to be young and hip and and cool. But you know, you know what would have been really awesome if somebody instead of like trying to look, you know, cool and and have this open environment within the company, for somebody to really have found something that dug in and affected each of us on an individual level and said like, hey, this is going to make your here's how we're going to set your computer station up, you know in an ergonomic way so that you're not going to have postural issues and you're not going to end up with carpal tunnel syndrome and you're not going to like that would have had a direct impact on my 40 hour work week while right. I was working there. Then then how about this? Let's just do this for everybody then. Right. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk them through a little bit of why posture is important. And then I want you to really take them through that posture in the workplace. Right. And let's go through posture biomechanics, improper posture at the desk. Um, how about seat height? You know, th- those type of things and just walk them through what that should look Absolutely. like. Absolutely, I think that's a great way to give benefits. So you're listening right now and now we're not talking about the employer. We're talking about the employee. Right. What can you be doing just very simply at your desk to reduce the risk of things like back problems, carpal tunnel syndrome, headaches, et cetera, right? Absolutely. As flexible as the human body is, it's it really must still maintain basic intended structure. And so that structure... It really allows the tissue, joints, organ systems to function properly. So when we lose our proper form, what happens is the body struggles to function properly. 
pain and illness and disease end up developing as a result of poor posture. So sitting at work, millions of people suffer from things like extremity pain, headaches, TMJ. Those disorders are very common because of posture. So, you know, if we can address this, this is huge. So um, correcting these posture imposes, uh, sorry, the correct posture imposes the least stress on bones and joints. So let's talk about what that posture should really look like. Yeah. Posture biomechanics, the proper position of the spine when sitting upright. Start with the head and, and, and let, let's go through this. What should right. that look so, like? Right. So, I people? mean, you know, like you, you understand that vision of like that person standing up straight with a book on their head, right? Of what your posture should look like. And so, when you're sitting at your desk, your chin in, your head back, you're all in alignment, right, with your torso so that your head isn't hanging over your torso. So, if you have your computer screen set up where, you know, you can't see it um, and you have to lean forward to see it, you need to bring that monitor back closer to you. Um, if you have, you know, like anything stretched out where your head would not be in line with your torso is not a good idea. Um, your shoulders rolled back in their sockets so that your shoulders aren't curved forward, um, which, you know, I'm a mom of three kids. I have a tendency to curve my shoulders forward too much. Well, that's from um, years of carrying kids, breastfeeding, kids, things like that, right? right? Just like somebody sitting exactly. at a desk, if their shoulders have been rolled forward while they've been typing and yep. stuff like that. Yep. And so you want to make sure that those shoulders are rolled back into your sockets and your muscles are relaxed. Um, your elbows, when you're at your your desk, um, your elbows close to your body, they're approximately 90 degrees in line, roughly parallel with the floor. Your wrists and your hands are in a neutral Ooh, that's position. That's a good point. Go back because I yeah, see that so often as people be sitting at their desk and their elbows are way out to their side. So well, you're yeah, saying they, they, they should like be closer chicken, to the body. Right, right. You kind of chicken okay. wing your elbows out and a little bit. That makes sense because as I put myself in that position, I can literally feel in my back, my scapula is kind of flaring out. Right. And then you can feel your shoulder blades And my shoulders out. rolling yep. forward. Yep. But if yep. I bring my shoulders in or my elbows into my side, yep. that helps to keep my posture upright, my shoulders back in the sockets. Yeah. And you, listen, when you start doing it, it might feel weird. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Once you start doing it enough, you're going to feel this posture um, and you're going to understand that that's, that's, you know, like what, how it needs to happen. So, so now um, you're saying my elbows are at that 90 degrees and if my chair is in the right position, then my wrist should be straight. They shouldn't be bent up or down too much. No, your wrists and your hands in a neutral position at 180 degrees. So if you're like, if all of those things, if your chair height is correct, if your, you know, uh, desk height is correct. If your computer is at the correct level, then all then you don't have to flare your arms out to get your wrists in a neutral position. You can literally all of it should just be in line and be able to go on that straight line. And that's going to prevent a lot of those wrist injuries, shoulder injuries, you know, elbow injuries for especially those people that work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hour work weeks at a desk. And then they're a weekend warrior and they're going out and, you know, hitting the gym hard or hitting, uh, you know, whatever, taking care of the lawn, uh, picking things up, rehabbing a house, whatever it is that they're doing and getting injured on a weekend, this kind of stuff during the week is going to set you um, up for success all week long. So the last three things I'll hit is your back, your lower back and lumbar curve are intact. If that lumbar curve, if you're dropping that curve because you 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 don't have good posture and you're not sitting up straight, you are setting yourself up for low back issues. Um, your knees need to be at the same height as your hips. That actually helps keep your lumbar curve intact. Right. In fact, we do that when we take x-rays. We have to have the person, when they're seated for a lumbar spine x-ray, we have have their knee at the same height as their hip or else it collapses in the lumbar curve. Exactly. And, and then, then your free, your feet flat on the floor. And if your feet can't be flat on the floor, if you're a little bit shorter and your feet aren't flat on the floor, then um, you need to have a foot rest under your desk. That's so that awesome. Let's do some more of that coming up. Let's do some more of that. Let's go over also like seating position 
and um, how do what happens? How do we notice when our posture is breaking down? That's coming up on fifty five KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC Talk Station. You're listening to Align Your Health, and we're going through like how to stay healthy at work. We went through a lot of our corporate wellness program and taught on that, so if you want to hear that, go back and listen to this on podcast. You can get it on iTunes. Um, keep listening. We're going to go through some amazing stuff on as an employee, like what, what does that position look like? We talked about the proper position. Now we're going to talk about how to catch yourself if it's breaking down and some tools that you can be using to make sure that your posture is good at work. So you're not destroying the lower back, destroying the wrist, creating problems at carpal tunnel, or even setting yourself up for you know, disease type posture one day. Right. Disease type posture. And, and, you know, you talked about this earlier on in the show, but that kyphotic posture, um, will literally take 15 years off of your life. Um, and that's a that's a real number and that's that's a lot of time. Yeah, so if if you if so you're listening to this show at, at the moment and you're like, "Oh no, that's me." Like right. you know your posture works been bad or you know you've been behind a desk for years. We hit to get this all the time. You know, I'll, I'll literally, you know, we'll do a spinal screen. People are like, oh, you don't want to see my spine. Right. If you're, if that's the first thing that enters your head when you think about your spine, you right. know, here's the thing. You look in the mirror every day, you can see your teeth. Right. If we wore our spine on our face, everyone would keep it healthy. Right. But because we don't see it and we don't know if, how to take care of it or we've never been educated on, or if you've never seen an x-ray, it's important so if you want to work with a chiropractor, if you want to work with someone who's going to help keep you healthy after all those years of being at your desk and help to undo that stuff as it's happening or, or if it's already happened, then give us a call. We'd love to work with you. Every single week, we keep those five appointments open specifically for you guys, just for you. Every week, they fill up. So give us a call. The number is 513 or if you're one of the first five, you know, that either call. The other way you can do it is go on the web, mm-hmm. go to alignhealthcenter.com, and you can fill out a request for a new patient appointment right there. In fact, that's the way we're getting most of the requests nowadays is through the web because it's really convenient. As soon as you get out of your car and you get to where you're going, yep. alignhealthcenter.com, you can pop it up and, and go right there. So Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so we talked about the proper posture, some of the improper ones that we see, and, and we see a breakdown. So first of all, I would say that the neck is probably one of the most common, that the head pointing down or extended forward, kind of the tech neck or text neck posture. What it does is every inch that our head moves forward. So if you look at someone from the side, their ear should line up with the center of their shoulder. So if you drew a line, but when the head moves forward, you ready for this? The weight of the head, instead of being 10 pounds, for every inch it moves forward, it effectively doubles the way that the head feels on the spine. So if your head weighs 10 pounds, if it's forward one inch in forward head posture, to your spine, it feels like it weighs 20 pounds. Wow. That's not uncommon at all. We typically will see two inches of forward head posture very frequently. Wow. That means the person's head, instead of feeling like it weighs 10 pounds, feels like it weighs 40 pounds that's why you're having headaches. That's why you get yes. ocular migraines. That's why you, you get, that's even possibly where your high blood pressure is coming from because the University of Chicago did a study that when they adjusted that first segment that's holding all the weight of the head over the body on patients who had subluxations in the upper neck, their blood pressure diminished and went back into a normal rate better than taking blood pressure medication. That was out of the University of Chicago hypertensive 
you know, studies that they did. So wow. amazing research. So literally that forward head posture. Mid-back, you know, we talked about that overarching C going forward. So that's one thing you want to watch for that usually follows forward head posture. When the pelvis rotates backwards and we sit and we let that lumbar curve slump instead of sitting up and having a backward-facing C shape that's open to the back in our lumbar curve, think of your lumbar support pushing into your back in your car or or think about sticking your belly button out. That's the position that your lumbar curve should be in. It should be supported. If it's not, then there's two things you can do. One, you can get a lumbar support that's passive, and you may need to do that at first to reshape that. But two, like get, like we said, getting that wobble cushion underneath your underneath your seat or sitting on one of those ball chairs can help you to engage that engage it, and right. start developing core strength. And you know, it's even surprising sometimes when people come into your office and they think that your chairs in your office are uncomfortable, you actually have bought chairs for your office that are um, chairs that support the lumbar back. They're specifically designed for orchestra players. Yeah. Um to, to sit in, to play their musical instrument. And, you know, they do have lovely posture. If you haven't been to the symphony or, or if you haven't gone and listened, um, you know, to, to... Well, they have to. Imagine trying to play an instrument for hours and hours on end and right. not being able to sustain good posture. I, you know, here's here's one. I was a... I, I, I played the saxophone when I was younger. And so I, I played a woodwind instrument trying to develop the air capacity yeah. to you know, blow for that long right. on an instrument, you have to be in good posture and have to have your diaphragm in the right position. Right. And so, yeah, I bought those chairs from Wenger, W-E-N-G-E-R, Wenger. They're the company that um, develops, uh, or they uh, make musical instruments, but they make chairs for these, um, chairs for these uh, uh, musicians. I was losing the word there. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I'm not, a, I, I gave up the saxophone a long time ago. <laughs> Um, but the, these chairs, when, when patients come in and sit in them, it's evident right away whose right. spine is really unhealthy right. because when they try to sit in that chair for any period of time, they literally are like, what the H is this chair? Squirming around. And they're squirming Don't around like trying it. to, and, right. and so we have right. to go get them one of the the other chairs because their, their spine's in, in that bad of shape. So right. what can you do? You're at work. Um, number one, check out those chairs. Wanger, uh, I think they're called, um, I, I think they're either notables or something like that, but look up uh, orchestra chairs and right, they're pretty right. cool. You'll see how they're shaped. Number two, get a wobble cushion. Right. Uh, hyperinflate it a little bit, sit on there, or get a ball chair. Um, seat height. What's the best seat height? And, and, and that's kind of a matter of debate, but the traditional idea is that the height of the seat should create a 90 degree angle at the knees. That's the best for your circulation. You won't get varicose veins. If the seat height's too high, you'll have too much pressure on your knees. If the seat height's too low, it's on the pelvis and on the legs, and it starts shutting down good blood flow. So right. you're going to have like restless leg syndrome. And it type rotates symptoms. that pelvis forward. Yeah. So seat cushions, the firmer um, and thicker on, under the backside, um, is really what you want. The the you know thinner they are beneath the thighs. You want, I'm sorry, firm underneath the backside and and thinner beneath the thighs. So you see these seat cushions, they're like wedge shaped. Right. And that's kind of the the shape that you want to that. Um, Backrests, you know, those lumbar supports. Those are the ones that I like if you're going to get a really good backrest. There's some companies out there that are making these ones full support. They go all the way up and they actually support lumbar, thoracic, and um, your head. In fact, the company that we were talking about, uh, the company that we were talking about for last week for pillows called Therapeutica, they make a 
lumbar thoracic neck support for working. It's pretty cool. They also it's make really one incredible. for the car. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the backrest for chairs, one of the big things we're noticing in trends is if you have a high-backed chair like Ashley's sitting in right now that goes all the way up, all the way up to the head versus I'm sitting on a low-backed chair, if you have the high-backed chair, you want to make sure that the headrest isn't such that it pushes your head forward because the designers of these chairs now are making the chairs to match our terrible posture, <laughs> our not terrible the other posture, way around. Exactly. And so think of the headrest in your car and that and if anybody's noticed, the headrests in the car have come further and further and further and further forward <laughs> yes. because they're trying to prevent whiplash injuries. Right. So they're matching them to everybody's terrible forward head posture. Right. And so if you have good posture and you get into some of these newer cars, <laughs> it's going to destroy your posture. It's if crazy. You, if you want to see Ryan get physically angry when he sits in a car, you just just watch him oh mess with the headrest I literally in a car. have bought my vehicle based on <laughs> my headrest. And, and when I get into a car like that, and this I shouldn't tell you guys this because it's probably a safety hazard for most people <laughs> if you have bad head posture. But if I get into one of those where the forward headrest is way forward, I literally pull it out, turn it around, and put it back in right. so that it's not jamming my head forward. So we hope that's helpful to you guys, you know, and, and really, um, you know, the last one is I'll say the mouse, the mouse is such a thing that not, if you're on it for an hour or two a day, not a big deal, but if you're one of those people that are on it all day long, sometimes that those like track balls and there's right. some of those other things out there, they're just better over time because that constant repetitive movement can really be strain straining on the wrist. So we hope that's helpful. If you guys want help with corporate wellness, especially if you're a medium-sized company, small to medium-sized company, we'd love to help you out. If you're a larger company, we'd love to sit down and strategize with your corporate wellness team that you may have and show you how to create actual true wellness out of your corporate wellness program and not just a corporate uh, how sick are you assessment. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Or, or how, how many more pharmaceuticals do you need? Right, so if you're right. looking for help with that, please reach out. Give us a call at... 513-777-7575. If you want to become a new patient, get on the web at alignhealthcenter.com. Fill out a request. We'll see you guys next week. This is Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.